Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. This is uh, Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast. I'm blessed to have Mike Parks Jr. Uh, along with me here. Mike, how you doing this evening? Man, I'm doing good. You know, just trying to uh, stay fit in this quarantine that we're going through right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. And uh, can you kind of just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike, um, with, uh, you know, with basketball and where you grew up and just kind of give us a quick rundown of, of, of who Mike Parks Jr. is. All right, for sure. So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I grew up with you call the hood, man. Got out the mud. Right. But, uh, yeah, like, I was blessed to be in the position I am. I'm in. You know, people didn't expect that I was going to make it this far. You know, coming out of high school, I had to take the Juco route because – I didn't have any uh, offers for real. And so uh, I kind of blew up in Juco, and that's how I got to Memphis. And um, once I got to Memphis, like, that was, like, the best life I did live because I always used to say as a little kid that uh, I want to play at a big-time school where they be on TV, you know, they traveling by planes and all that, and I got to accomplish that. So just the other day I was looking at my highlights, and I'm like, man, like, that's – so real like I could I could watch highlights of my son like yeah that was me like I did that like ain't nobody take that away from me and, uh just my family and the ones that was close to me are very proud of me and I still got a long ways to go and uh I'd have been to the G League went overseas the experiences it's crazy like I would have never thought I would kind of be in this position just because of where I came from so it was just a blessing now uh I want to thank God every time for me just going to see these certain places many people don't get to go. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And can you kind of um, touch on uh, how did you know Memphis State was right for you? What what in your mind said, you know what, hey, this this place is, is right for me. I feel like it it's it's where I need to be. Okay. So uh, the coach at that time that recruited me was Tubby Smith. Mm-hmm. But when I was in JUCO my first year, he was recruiting – another one of my players, so he already knew who I was. So once I went to my uh, second JUCO, um, he ended up being the Memphis State head coach, and they needed to be. So uh, <laughs> I was available, and my mom, she knew who Tubby Smith was, mm-hmm. the coach and things like that, and I'm like, well, this is a great opportunity for me. I always been saying I wanted to go to a big school. And plus, it was like an open position to where I can go in and play immediately. So I took no chances, and I uh, went on and committed today. I've never been to Memphis before. Like, I committed and never stepped foot in Memphis before. So that right. was crazy, but I just knew it was going to be right for me. Yes, sir, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm just uh, – from my perspective, man, it's it's been, uh, you know, inspiring to see your journey um, and, you know, just to, to see the love you have for basketball and, um, you know, that you've always been able to face adversity, adversity and persevere in life, you know, that – uh, no matter what what came your way, you you found um, you know there, you you understood that there was there was a way through things, and that uh, you know no weapon formed against you would, was going to prosper. And uh, you know it's just a testament to your to your uh, relentlessness per se. And uh, you know so I, I was doing some research, and uh, it, it said uh, how you overcame uh, just what what was a very dark time in life when mm-hmm. when you were just uh very less fortunate can you kind of just describe that feeling and 
uh, what what in your mind was going on and, and how did you persevere past that? How did you face uh, adversity and, and prevail? Um, for one, it was uh, my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom and my sisters, that's basically all I had at the time. Mm-hmm. We was going through it. And at a point in time, I was in high school, I told my mom, like, hey, like, I'm about, I'm about to quit playing basketball because I don't want to live like this. So, you feel what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. being in the hoods, the streets around. I was going to go be in that or having to get a nine to five. But my mom, like, no, like, worry about yourself. Like, I got this. I just seen my mom cry. Like, nobody want to see their mom cry because of stuff we went through. Like, right. That was a very, very, very tough time. And I done went through this playing basketball, I think, my 11th and 12th grade year, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we was basically homeless, like. We stayed in, like, damn near abandoned house, you feel what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. right. there's only one bedroom we in, the rest of the house cold. Like, we on the heater. I'm sleeping on the floor. They had to, you know, sleep on the bed, little TV. It, it was bad. And, like, right. I stayed, like, 40 minutes from the school I go to. So, I missed so many days of school. Man, That it was definitely a tough time. And I realized, you know, who really had my back and things like that. So, I moved a certain way with everybody but I was just blessed enough to come out you know on top with me just going to college and things like that like it it was tough I wouldn't wish that on anybody trust me I still be you know breaking down sometimes just thinking about that like man I really went through that like that's crazy absolutely and um you know like I said man I give you so much uh credit and respect that you know that in a situation where you could have just said hey you know what I can't do it no more I just I'm gonna just give up you know, a lot of people would have took the easy route out and, you know, yeah. you, you made a decision that was best for you and your family to continue to have that hunger and, you know, say, this is my dream. You know, you know no matter what, I know I'm going to get some tests along my journey, but, right. um, you know, I know it's, you know, that test can turn into a testimony. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, you know, that's just, uh, like I said, it's a, a huge, uh, you know, credit to you. And, right. um, what what would you say, like, when you were going through those times when – and then you could – you know, that you were still playing basketball. Was was basketball an escape for you? Was was it uh, when you got on the court, you, you used that as, as fuel, as, as hunger? Or kind of mm-hmm. uh, walk me through the motivation or, or just mindset uh, as you were playing when you were going through this. Uh, definitely basketball is an escape. Uh, mm-hmm. It still is an escape for me as, mm-hmm. we, as I still go through things in my personal life today. I just be happy when I'm – be able to get on the court. I talk about it all day. Like, man, I wish I can go hoop. Like, I, I want to mm-hmm. go hoop. That's what I love. So, uh, yeah, that was an escape for me because this being in that type of environment, it's like it wears on you. It's, it's really hard. So, just going somewhere knowing that this certain thing can get you out of this position, you just got to love me. You just got to go hard. And that's what I did. My mom was constantly motivating me. Uh, just the scenery of days not eating, you know, just – the whole surrounding, it all motivates you. And we just had to keep God first. And, you know, my mom, like, put that upon me. Like, you know, he's first. But I'm also going to help you get through this, too. Absolutely. And can you touch on, uh, whether it be uh, something at the collegiate level or high school level, uh, whether it be a teammate or a coach, um, can you give me an example of somebody that was, like, a really – uh, you know, a, a staple in your foundation or uh, that served a great as motivation, uh, you know, for example, a role model in your, in your journey, um, whether it be a coach, a teammate. Um, can you give me one example of that and just tell me how they were able to help you along your route? 
Uh, I'm gonna say one of my uh, point guards in Memphis. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he kind of grew up in the hood and stuff too. Right. And uh, I mean, he had family problems and whatnot, but uh, just him, his determination and things. Like he was currently playing in the G League, and he had got a two way contract. And like mm-hmm. he was both in the NBA and G League, and you know that's where I wanted to get to. And also, he had uh, a baby too while in college, so. That gave me an extra push. Like, if he can do it, I know I can do it. You know, it's just – I just got to wait on my time. Everybody's time is different, but he gave me that extra push. Like, I know I can get to where he got to. Absolutely. And uh, it, it was a quote I'd seen in one of your articles. It said, I really had to grow up. Can you can you explain that? Like, not not many people can have that maturity that quickly, that, that sense of urgency to say, hey, look, I got to – you know, I might be young, but I gotta, I gotta have the mindset of somebody that's uh, mature beyond my years. Kind of yeah. just t- take me through that. Uh, well, you know, just being in high school when we was going through things like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, my dad is around. Yes, he's around, mm-hmm. but my parents are not together. <clears throat> right. So it really wasn't like he was with me every day or whatever the case may be. So I was the only boy in the house, and I got two younger sisters and my older sister was with us for a second mm-hmm. and things like that. So I'm like, I'm the only dude. So I, I got to grow up. This is certain stuff that I have to do, you know, mm-hmm. in order to be a man. And I had, to, I had to grow up early. I was real mature for my age. Everybody always told me that. So I just try to carry that along. And I'm still, I'm still learning how to be a man. Even at mm-hmm. this age, I am now. You feel me? Absolutely. And um, can, if anyone were to be listening, uh, that would be, could be in and out of the system, could be going through trouble, could be maybe turning to the streets thinking that, that life is for them. What mm-hmm. can you touch on? What can you vouch for that? Uh, what type of motivation or encouragement can you say, Hey, look, that, that route isn't for you that, uh, you know, what, what kind of, uh, maturity can you pass along to say, you know, to, to them right now that they may be listening and, and they may think that lifestyle is cool or that, you know, violence is the answer. What what would you say? Uh, really sit down and think about the pros mm-hmm. and cons of what you're doing and what you could do. You know, in these streets, it's either you can be in jail or you can be dead. You know, mm-hmm. say if you do play basketball, okay, this is an escape. Like, I can go to school free. I can be the first one in my family to go to college, mm-hmm. you know, actually do something with my life. And then it don't end there. Like, we have overseas, we have the NBA. Now, what if you could take that to another level? Like, now you're getting paid for it. Now you're going to see different countries and living this life that you thought you wasn't going to because this is all you know is the hood. That's that's all you know. But right. it's, it's so much world out here. And, like, just keep pushing. Like, use that motivation. Like, man, I want to do this one day. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't think about the negatives. Like, try to have more positive days then you have negative days and just actually think about what you're doing. And if you're going to take the good route, put your all into it because at the end of the day, you, you're going to be successful. It's going, it's going to pay off. Absolutely. And uh, I see in your Instagram bio, it said making sacrifices. Can you touch mm-hmm. on that? What, 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 are, what were some key sacrifices you had to give up or you had to make in life? Uh, you know, and, and what, what encouragement and motivation and inspiration can you pass along to say, Hey, look, you know, if, if that really, if that dream is as important as you say it is, you got to be willing to give up something. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely. I'm a, I'm a family guy. So mm-hmm. I really love my, my sisters, my mother, you know, my father, 
and even my child got a little son. Mm-hmm. So making these sacrifices, having to go overseas and different states, you're, I'm like 12 hours ahead of you. So it's really hard to talk to you. I can't see you. You're going to have uh, lonely days. And even with my son, I want to say it's good for me now because he's young. So when he's mm-hmm. older, he's going to understand why I did this certain stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, I got to make <laughs> sacrifices of not, you know, being with him every day. And that hurts because I love my son. I miss my son. But I need to make, I need to do this in order for him to have a good life and have the life that I never had growing up. Absolutely. So that that's me making my sacrifices. Yes, sir. And um, what would you say, uh, just through throughout your life and even throughout your collegiate and and uh, professional journey, uh, what was the most proud moment that you had? Was it getting your scholarship? Was it getting the opportunity in the G League? Was it getting the workout with the Cavs? What What would you say was just the the, the proudest moment? <laughs> they were they were they were all some very very good moments. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I could say graduating from college, my mom was just so so proud of me, and I just right. see a smile on her face because. Like just saying, even going to that big time school and actually finishing out college, like that's a blessing. Like out of all my uncles, my dad and mom, like I'm the one that went the farthest and I actually got done with it. So it's like that's a big accomplishment. My, I, I talk to my mom all the time about that. She's like, I'm just so proud of you and like I'm glad that you actually graduated because some of us didn't, you know? Right. And uh, can you just elaborate on? You know, a lot of people, uh, they have aspirations and ambitions of, uh, you know, playing ball, whether it be some type of, um, you know, some some type of sport at a, at a collegiate level or, or uh, you know, whether it be Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, mm-hmm. or, you know, playing overseas or, right. you know, hopes of making it as a as the biggest professional as you can, you know, as NBA, NFL. Just yeah. just describe the type of work ethic that it that it comes with, that it entails, that anyone that is listening um uh, remind them of just how insane your, your work ethic has to be to get to division one and stay there and play at that high level. Uh, your work ethic definitely has to be there because, uh, it's way different from high school. They're going to play more great. Like don't grown man going to high school to college. You, you messing around with grown man now. So you really got to be on your a game with everything you do. But I was always physical. So like, I kind of like was already into it. Cause that's what I'm, used to doing but now the game is just switching up and like i have to work on my outside game you know you always gotta be in your a game you always gotta work every day you feel what i'm saying like you gotta put that work in ain't you really ain't no off days for you. you gotta do something every day no matter what it is if it's just getting shots up or you lifting weights whatever it is you gotta work on that if you want to be successful at it because like i said it's gonna pay off at the end of the day and even when it comes to uh, the pro level, it gets even harder because now you're going overseas. They play a different style than the Americans. Like, they're more aggressive and things like that. I had to learn that, like, my first game was kind of shaky. I'm like, dang, then I got it in my head. Like, okay, I can't play like this because they play way more aggressive and it's just a whole different style. You just have to adapt to it and learn how to do it. And you, if you had the right mindset and work ethic, you're going to be good. Absolutely. And uh, I was also reading, uh, it was saying Coach Smith <clears throat> that, um, 
you know, you, you, you had in your mind that, you know, if a coach wasn't yelling at you or getting on you that, he, you know, he, he didn't care. Can you kind of elaborate on that, that a lot of kids, you know, in life, they may, a coach may be disciplined or, or tough on them and, and they may quit the team or they may, you know, uh, you know, start to rebel against it. What, what can you just take from a uh, good discipline that uh, stuck with your journey? Uh, you actually got to listen to what they're saying, not mm-hmm. how they're saying it, you mm-hmm. know. You just have to sit there and just relax and be like, okay, this is what he's saying. He's yelling at me because he knows the potential that I have and I'm not giving out that potential. And he wants me to be great and he know I can be great. So just take them words instead of the yelling into your head, you know. And I, I figure out how to like zone that yelling out but get what he's saying. So absolutely, the coach is not on your head. And I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on. Like, something got to happen. Right. Absolutely. It's very true. You know, it's, uh, you know, you got to appreciate that push and, and uh, yeah. that, that constructive criticism and that, uh, you know, just that, that mentality of, hey, you know, I know you can be great, so I'm going to help you try to get there. Um, right. And just t- t- touch on, uh, you know, just not, not taking anything for granted in life that, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, especially in, in the situation we are in right now with this mm-hmm. epidemic and things of that nature. I think, you know, it, it really brought to, to reality of how much we do take for granted. Uh, yeah. can, can you just touch on that for me? Uh, you never want to take this life and any sport or anything you're going through for granted because, like, it's, you can get it taken away in just a second. This is the situation we in. Would have never thought about that. Uh, I would have, it, it came out when I was in the States and then I went to Australia, I stayed about, I stayed out there for a good three or four days. And then it was like, the coach came up to us with bad news, you know, uh, that they shutting the league down and we got to go back home. And I've only been over there four days. And I'm like, man, it's so beautiful. I was, I was ready for the season, all that. And your health is more important, obviously, mm-hmm. but Anything can get taken away from you just, like, in a second. And I know a couple guys where that happened to, and it's like, man, like, you might have had that potential, whatever it is, but there's something, a wrong move or situation, just trash it all. Absolutely. You just got to be grateful for everything. Uh, Absolutely, 100%. You know, that, you know, not – no blessing, no day should ever be taken for granted. Uh, I agree with you uh, so much, so highly. Um, with, with attitude, can you, can you give me, uh, you know, just, just the importance, uh, about having a positive attitude, having an attitude that's adaptable, coachable, uh, you know, things of that nature. Talk, talk to me on the importance of, of positive attitude. Man, positive attitude can take you a long, long way. Uh, any coach that, uh, I interacted with or anything, they just love my attitude. Uh, they love my mindset. Uh, I catch on the things fast, so if you show me how to do it, then I'm right on it and anything like that. But that positive attitude, coaches love that. They don't want somebody that's, you know, negative or always talking back and things like that. They want that person to get it and cheer on their teammates, whatever it is. That's great energy, and even the league loves that. I learned that about even the G League. You know, some players, you know, two-way contracts or whatever it is, they're like, yeah, like, you got to be that positive player no matter if you're playing or not. The coaches love that, and they can take you a long way on side of how good you are on the basketball court. 
Absolutely. And uh, I, I recently seen a post on your Instagram um, a few months back. It was a, a young man in a hospital bed. Uh, can you, can you kind of touch on that? What happened? Uh, what compelled you in your heart and your mind to stick by that uh, young man? Uh, just, just elaborate on that for me, would you? So uh, that was a crazy story. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was taking, I was doing a little photo shoot with my guy at mm-hmm. this park. And uh, we was about to get ready to go. And I like kind of had my back turned and like, all I hear, blah, 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 like the shots, like they was real close. And so, you know, we ducked down and all that, like we like, yo, what's going on? So we see a guy laying on the ground. So we like, oh, snaps, like, you think he got hit? So we ran over there, and there's this uh, guy, 17, young boy, and um, he got shot in his legs. You know, I'm seeing the blood. I'm not freaking out because mm-hmm. after basketball, I want to be a paramedic anyways, mm-hmm. but I'm not certified to do anything. Right, so, right. You know, I just give him my towel to try to stop the bleeding and things like that. But I, I totally wasn't freaked out about anything. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like that just dang near happened in my face. So, um, yeah, I waited till the ambulance got there and everything, got uh, some info about him, went to go see him. I think the next day in the hospital, you know, and it's just good. Just he went through something. Traumatic, you feel what I'm saying? Right, like, absolutely. Shot, but I'm just glad I was. That towel might have helped him. You feel what I'm saying? Maybe if he had nothing, he could have bled out anything. I don't know, but I just feel like it was my obligation to go see him, make sure he all right. You know, he's 17. Like it's young, it's young people out here that's getting killed in my city. Like, mm-hmm. and this is good to have someone like me around where I done made it out of situations like that. I didn't you know, play on ESPN or I'm trying to do something big, trying to make it to the NBA. So it's like, I'm glad I was able to do that. And that was out of the kindness of my heart. That wasn't just for an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Like I really right. wanted to go make sure he was all right because I was right there. So uh, I think that was something big for me. And, uh, I, I have a big heart. and That's something I love about me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, even since I've been in contact with you, I can tell that you're, um, you know, you're a great person and that you, you've always, uh, you know, it's a credit to you that you've been able to remain humble, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's easy. Somebody with the, you know, the division one experience and then, you know, getting some opportunities at the professional mm-hmm. levels that you could, you could kind of let things get to your head. And, uh, you, you know, you've always remained, uh, from what I've seen humble and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a testament to your character and, and, and integrity, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, you're able to conduct yourself with, with class, uh, and a sense of, of a great aura. Um, yeah. So I, I could definitely, you know, condone you for that. Um, talk about the difference from, you know, before your child comes into your life and then when you have your when you have your uh, child, what what did it add? Like, obviously, you know, you, you have a child, you have a, a beautiful blessing. But mm-hmm. what, what did it what was the difference is that it did it did it add some more fuel to the fire? Did it what, what did it uh, what did it do for you? What was the biggest change in your life when your son came and, and before your son came? Uh, it definitely changed my attitude because mm-hmm. I always wanted a little son. And right. I was just uh, blessed to be able to have a son first. So I was just real excited about it, you know. And it's a lot that come with a child. I had them days I was up all night, had to go to weights in the morning, things like that. But uh, <laughs> I'm thankful for them days because, you know, I went through it with my son, which is, which is my blessing. But, yeah, he brought more fuel 
to the fire and just like I gotta make it because he's here now. This is this is what I asked for, so I got it. So I know I can do this certain stuff and just waiting on more opportunities. And I think I'm gonna I know I'm gonna succeed and fulfill them. Uh, I forgot what I said. <laughs> the the, the I'm, obligations, I'm for, right, you know, right? Yeah, I'm gonna fulfill that stuff. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And uh, can you can you touch on uh when when did it become like when was it real for you when you when you got that opportunity with the 905 raptors was it when they first reached out to you kind of describe about how that opportunity came about uh to be honest it was surreal mm-hmm. um now i remember my agent was talking about you know the g league draft you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i didn't really know if i was gonna get drafted but i didn't know so i just was working out one day and like i got a call like Somebody called me. I didn't even know. They're like, yo, you know you got a draft? And I'm like, what, what? What you talking about? Like, I'm just got done. I don't even know what you're talking about. So I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, snaps. Like, I just got drafted to him. So it's like, it was kind of crazy. Like, I told my mom, like, I was excited about it and things like that. And got to go to Toronto. They flew me out and everything. Like, that's surreal. Like, right. like I said, my parents, they don't know nothing. But they, they haven't went that far. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, it was just a blessing. I was like, I'm just taking it all in. Like, Y'all don't really hear me now. I just got to work and, you know, try to save this spot for me. Right. Absolutely. And um, so, it you know, when you're at the collegiate level, when you're, um, you know, at, at Division One playing ball, right. what was what were some of the favorite things that you took from that experience that you that you still cling to, close to? Oh, uh, man, playing in front of that crowd, uh, especially my senior year. I think the uh, the liveest game we played was against Tennessee on our home floor. Oh, like, because we playing an NBA gym. Mm-hmm. When I say that gym was so packed, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you see this stuff on TV, but you playing in the game in real life. So it's like, is this even real life? I remember dreaming about stuff like that, and now I'm here. It's like, that stuff is so crazy. And then just flying to – Every game, and you know, sometimes we get escorted. The the fans, we signed the autographs. It was like we was living in a movie. It's like right. <laughs> so crazy. Like I, I loved it. And what and what was your favorite thing about the uh the city of Memphis? Uh their fans. They they definitely gonna support you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're winning, you know. They're right. gonna support you down hands down. I still talk to uh people from Memphis actually you know they just check up on me and things like that so they're gonna have your back absolutely and um can you touch on uh you know in high school when when did it when was it like uh when were you getting uh you know when were you starting to get reached out by uh some of these universities uh it was so weird Mm -hmm. um I was real underrated Mm -hmm. in high school for some reason but I played in Division Four in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like that's the lowest level. I don't even go by that because of the kid. How many kids is in the school? I went to a small school. Right. But I was uh, I was a Division Four Player of the Year. I was Conference Player of the Year. I averaged like twenty two and nine. So I was doing good, but just the schools wasn't coming in. You know, we had right. other big time players, and um, and Cleveland at the time, and they was getting more recruited than mm-hmm. what I was. So. Um, uh, I forgot who gave me that uh, that offer. Mm-hmm. Somebody talked to somebody for them to give me an offer, 
And that's what happened. And, like, that was the only offer I had coming out of high school. So I had no t- choice but to take that. And my mom, you know, she knew about the Juco Rock because she went Juco. So she knew what it can do. She didn't right. want me, like, settling for, like, a D2, D3. Not saying anything wrong with it, but she mm-hmm. knew I can get hired. You know what right. I'm that's what we did. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you you know, you you touched and spoken so highly of your mother. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I could definitely tell she was uh, such an important factor and role. And, you know, obviously in your life journey and, and with basketball and, yeah. you know, with everything that you're you're doing. And um, can, can you just take a moment and uh, just, you know, obviously that there's there's a major issue with the youth nowadays where they you know, there's a there's a lack of respect for, you know, they cross the boundaries of, of you know, what, what they should do to their parents or, wh- or what they may say to them. Can you just, uh, you know, summarize of, of what, what should be expected of, of uh, you know, a young adult or a young man, you know, growing up, uh, how they should treat their family and, and how that is, uh, you know, so important? Man, you got to love your family, you know, especially your immediate family, like your mother, your father and things like that, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that's going to be there for you, which my mom was. She did everything in her power, you know, to make sure that we were straight. And I'm her only boy. She has three mm-hmm. other girls. So, you know, I'm a I'm a mama's boy for real. That's my back. Right. Right. Uh, I could talk to her about anything and everything. Like, she know everything. But you really got to respect them because they love you just as much as you love them. And they're going to give you their all. Like, if it's nights to where... She don't eat. She gonna make sure that we eat before her. You feel me? That they yes. gonna make those sacrifices. That's what they gonna do. So, um, yeah, I definitely speak very, very highly about her because I done went through a lot, and it was with her. Absolutely. And uh, can can you touch on uh, your faith and and how that was, um, you know, so so crucial in in your journey? Can you just touch on the importance of? of having a strong faith and, and how it just, uh, you know, is so important whether we're doing uh, great things in life or whether we, we may be in a situation where we don't have much hope. Man, well, uh, with my faith, you you got to believe and you got to know who he is. Um, he showed me the real him. Um, I had a situation mm-hmm. uh, my freshman year. We was My school was in Missouri, and we had a couple teammates from Kentucky, so we was going to drive to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, one of my teammates' friends that came and got us, she's a female. And I was sitting in the back seat behind the driver and like she's driving reckless. You know, I I don't know why I didn't speak up at the time, but she was driving reckless. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I'm like, man, like it's about to be time, like we're about to die. So I'm typing my last words in my phone, like literally. And uh as soon as I put the little last emoji we almost crashed. It was a car on the left side of us and there was a semi behind us. And like she swerved and almost hit the car to the left of us. Mm-hmm. If we would have hit that car, the semi would have wiped us out. We would have been dead. Wow. But in my head, it went in slow motion. So I looked over to the side and I see two angels and they basically pushed the car over and they jumped a whole nother lane. Everybody was tripping in the car. I was just calm and like, you know, mm-hmm. Mike, but what did you see? I know you seen something, but we didn't see it. And like I told them mm-hmm. what I seen, and I showed them the, uh, my last words, and like they was just all tripping. That's how I'm like, I know he real. I I know he real because he gave me that feeling. I typed mm-hmm. the last words, and I seen them angels. I'm like, man, come on. I'm not even supposed to be here for real. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's it, so many times uh, and, you know, recently I was uh, I had posted something on Facebook and, you know, somebody just kind of it wasn't anything, you know, out of context mm-hmm. or anything like disrespectful, but they just had said, you know, hey, how do you know that God is real? And, and you know, like it kind of seemed like he he didn't really have much faith, right. and he, you know, that that he was maybe questioning some things. And, you know, there's reassurance right there that there's, you know, God is real. Guardian angels are, are real. Mm-hmm. That angels are real. That, um, you know, that we, even in the worst situation, like, you know, like you said, you were you could have, God forbid, lost your life that. Right. You know, that if we just have faith that God is real and that miracles do happen, blessings mm-hmm. do happen, they they not only do they happen, but they happen by the trillions every day. Yeah. You know, that uh, God is 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 amazing. You know, there's not an adjective strong enough to describe the, the type of power that he has. Definitely. He could do a lot of things. He could change your life in a split second. You know, uh, that's why I pray to him every day. You know, absolutely and you know when you when you when you take time for him and and when you pray you know you 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 set your life up for opportunities to walk in an abundant amount of blessings and uh you know it's so important not only that do we ask but we give thanks most importantly and that we we stay grounded and stay humble that you know no matter if we're in the middle of the mountain at the top of the mountain or at the bottom that you know we we always are grounded in life and and, right. and extremely humble because uh you know, God, God can, uh, you know, God can strip things from us. He can hand mm-hmm. us things, but he can, he can, he can strip them very quickly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so important to, to just, you know, remain respectful and humble at all times. Definitely. That's a fact. Yes, sir. And, you know, I just want to, um, you know, just thank you so much for the opportunity of you coming on here. It's uh, truly a privilege and, and an honor. Uh, you know, you, you serve as such uh, such an inspiration and motivation not only to uh, the Memphis community where you went to school and uh, Cleveland and things of that nature but you know just uh, all across the world that you're you're inspiring the youth and and you know all walks of life all ages uh, with, with your ins- inspira- inspiring story that there's really not an adjective strong enough to describe the type mm-hmm. of uh, you know powerful journey that you've had and you know like i said it, it i feel like um if 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 100 people did this were were put in your shoes that maybe 99 of them would say hey i quit mm-hmm. and you know you you gotta you gotta just really uh accredit you to say you know just you you never gave up you 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 were faced with so many obstacles and uh that just you know it's it's just proof that the test can turn into testimonies and you're a living, breathing, walking testament to the goodness of God. Definitely. I, I thank you so much for the words and how you think highly of me and just having me on this podcast is, is a blessing. I thank you for it. Yes, yeah, sir. And is there, um, let, let people know where they can find you. Let them know where your, uh, you know, Twitter handles are or Instagram handles. Let them know where they can reach out to you and, and, you know, keep in touch and contact you. All right. So on Instagram and Twitter, my name is Mike Boogie Parks. Uh, I got that boogie. You know, I got to get down. I got a boogie. You know, that's why I get it. People <laughs> call me Boogie. That's my little nickname. But yes, you can find me at Mike Boogie Parks on Instagram and on Twitter. All right. And uh, is there any final words that uh, of motivation, inspiration, any type of encouragement, any last offerings that uh, you want to provide while you while you're on this podcast? Go ahead and I'll give you that. Uh, you know. Uh, opportunity uh, any any final things you want to say any things that you're working on any uh, you know any any insight on anything uh, you know feel free to go ahead man uh, for one keep your mind right if you have a positive great mindset and don't let anything get to you you're going to be on top next is your work ethic work ethic 
just work at whatever you want to do and keep pushing and also have faith in God. He can turn a bad situation into a great situation. So always have that faith and just keep going whatever you're doing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, I just uh, appreciate your time and uh, j- just for you being so open and honest and, uh, you know, just providing light in, in what may be a dark situation, you know, that you, you, you really remind us that, uh, you know, no matter what troubles and, and, and trial tribulations we may face in life, that there is there is hope that if we just cling close to hope and faith that we will prevail, that, you know, the weapons may form, but they just won't prosper. Amen. Okay. Uh you know, so uh, I continue to I will continue to pray for you uh, and, and your son. And, uh, you know, may God bless you. And, uh, you know, as you know, he has a promise in your life for you to prosper and live a beautiful life. And that goes for everyone in your family. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I credit you so much to uh, the, the, the man that you are. And, uh, you know, thank you for all that you're doing and, and helping others and, you know, with stepping up and helping that young man, I believe his name was Trey and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the other things that, that you do to inspire daily. So uh, definitely keep it up. And it, it's nothing but respect from man to man on my end. And, uh, you know, God bless you always. And may you keep safe during this time. Most definitely. Thank you. God bless you too. Yes, sir. And this is the Bubba's Bodyguard podcast. We uh, we're signing out with Mike Parks Jr. I appreciate you so much for coming on here. Um, and, uh, you know, just thank you again for everything. And, uh, you know, I, I know you have so much more in store, so much more greatness. Uh, we all have greatness within us. And um, pod- podcasts can be found on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, let's see. iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and Spotify. Uh, make sure you check it out. Thank you so much again, Mike. You take care. Have a great night. Yes, sir. You too. All right. Thank